When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Let's talk some NFL and Huskers with Blackshirt Husker, NFLer, and co-host of Big Red Wrap-Up, Jay Moore at Moore 44 where you find him on Twitter. Jay Bird, were you sweating out since he Baltimore last night? Thanks for the time. Yeah, that was that was too close there. I wasn't. I just don't like. I hated that situation for Cincinnati. It it's hard to beat an opponent, let alone two times in one year. But then you play him on you play him the last game of the season, and you got to play him in the first round of the playoffs. I did it at Baltimore, and I'm like, oh, I just don't like that. It's just, it's too hard, you know, to get a team three times, and they somehow found a way. What's funny thing is, we were at a dinner last night for my wife's work, and I had my phone because we were at a <laughs> place that there was no TV visible. I'm like, well, this is this is going on the phone. So when uh, when that fumble happened on the QB sneak, and Hubbard picked it up and took it, you know, 96 yards, I about pull the muscle, <laughs> trying to, try to uh, keep the excitement inside around around the dinner. And people are like, you all right? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> the Bengals just took a 94 yards for a fumble recovery, you know, and otherwise uh, if the Ravens would have scored that, I don't think it was – they had trouble moving the ball all, all game that second half. So that was obviously the play of the game. And, and it was a scenario where you're just happy, happy getting the win and getting out because, like I said, playing a team three times in one year – uh, and obviously, in knowing, knowing um, each they knew, each team knew each other mm-hmm. so well that uh, you just you just get out there with the W and you, you move on to Buffalo. No, the spinach and artichoke dip is incredible. That's why I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, you ever pull it off in church where you've got the earbud in? Uh, you're stuck at church, air quote stuck uh, during the the opening round. You go to the later service and. You're, you're, you're fist pumping the sermon, uh, while in reality it's really Homer Simpson going on listening to the Super Bowl during church. No, I haven't gone that far. Now I, I mean, full disclosure, I have obviously checked the, you know, ESPN app multiple times during <laughs> during uh, the Our Father or something like that. So, <laughs> so that's the full that's been there. But then you like get the elbow in the ribs from the wife, and she's like, "Cut it out!" I'm like, "Sorry, you know." You want to go to you want to go to a Saturday evening, you know, service, and uh, there's there's games on, and games are important too. <laughs> well, like, it's like that it's like that wedding I was at on New Year's Eve where I had it on the uh, little the little prayer padded uh, right. little kneel thing. Yeah. I I, uh, I set my phone there, and there was people behind me in the row behind me watching the the college football so, playoff so game. Leaning forward wedding. to peak, <laughs> yeah, and they're patting me on the shoulder. Hey, thanks, man, appreciate it. <laughs> Shut the volume down. I, the, the full disclosure: mm-hmm. we're, we're all. Uh, 
we're all special. But Jay, I wanted to ask you about what happened post game last night with Zach Taylor again continuing that tradition of, of going around to, to bars within the Cincinnati area and delivering game balls for, for the people's support of them in the playoffs. And I want to get your take A on that, just what type of guy Zach Taylor is that that seems to be his hallmark at this point as, uh, as a head coach going out and doing that. And also, if Matt Rule went into that for some big wins in Nebraska, do you think you should start taking notes? <laughs> I think you should start taking notes, but let's start winning some big games first before we cross that bridge. Uh, Fair enough. With Matt Rule. Yeah, but that's just Zach, man. He is he's a man of the people. You know, he he uh you know, he's not he's not on social media, he's not out there, he's not he's not doing any commercials. I'm sure he could do some chunky Campbell soup commercials <laughs> like Sean McVay or you know, or some Affleck commercials like Nick Saban and Deion Sanders, but that's just not him. You know, he's he's a family man, he's just a the most down to earth human being that you'll ever meet. The guy's, you know, in the top, he's one of the best coaches now in the NFL. And so it's, it's pretty cool to see and just ha- seeing him embrace that. I know last year they got so close back to the Super Bowl and, and just what it means to the city of Cincinnati and what that football team means to them and, and just having some success. You know, the, the Reds haven't been successful for, for many, many years and just having, having the Bengals you know, finally kind of get over that hump the last couple of years and obviously getting Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and, and getting some young guys on defense. And, you, you know, and I know they're hurting still on the offensive line because Joe didn't have much time to throw last night. But it, it, it's pretty cool what, it, what you know, the Cincinnati Bengals mean to the, obviously to the city of Cincinnati. And Zach realizes that and embraces that. And that's, that's, his, that's his deal. It's awesome. It was, it was, it was great to see him you know, hop up there in some of those bars and with the signed footballs. And that's kind of his deal, you know, after game, you know, he's always giving out game balls, as, as do many other teams and, and franchises and programs do to hand out game balls. But it's pretty cool that you walk in there to it's a packed bar. I mean, I, I've never been to Cincinnati's uh, where they play, and shame on me, I need to get there to support Zach. But uh, they must obviously be super close to the stadium, walking distance apparently. Or he's just hopping in a, in a car real quick and, and getting somewhere. But that's just an awesome, awesome scenario, awesome deal for Zach to do that. And and I know it means the world to to the fans and just to see him because that's you don't you don't see you don't see head coaches you know do that you know and um, most head coaches they they meet with the team they they meet with the press and they kind of get out of there and go and so be it and go get with you know, go be with their families and and or, or prepare potentially for the next game and. Uh, Zach, Zach knows what kind of impact he can make, and, and that's that's what makes him, you know, he's Zach's the same guy that I knew living at 931 Gunners Court here in Lincoln, Nebraska when we were in college and being roommates. He's the same guy then as he is now, and um, that's what makes him so, so successful, I think, um, with, with the Bengals. Jay Moore is with us talking since his big win. They are on to... Buffalo, since he's starting left tackle, Williams dislocated kneecap. They're down three starters on the offensive line. As you uh, assess this weekend's playoff situation, Jay, have you ever been on a squad that, that blew a big lead? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, not that I can think of. Now, I've been down and, and have come back, but being up 27 nothing in the playoffs, that's that's something there. It's hard to do. You know, even, I mean, not to be a, even a Buffalo jerk. Being up seventeen yeah. nothing, you know. I mean, Buffalo's up seventeen nothing. I thought that game was was going to slip away from, or was going to slip away from 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 Miami, but they clawed back. You know, against getting that defensive touchdown. But 
27, and that was, I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, Lawrence had thrown three interceptions in that first half, and you're just like, geez, you know, let's let's keep this, you know, somewhat respectable. And then we were out and about in Omaha watching it, and then we got back to the house, and uh, I I had actually, I thought the game, I wasn't even paying attention to the game, and I was actually uh, watching golf because being over in Hawaii, you're, you know, golf was still on, getting live coverage at, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, let's check that football score real quick. I'm like, what? They're down by two now? So then obviously I caught the end of the game and, and saw the drive and the, the sweet fourth, fourth and one play from that T formation and then the game-winning field goal. So that was uh, that was that was pretty uh, – that was that was, that was was a crazy one. I don't, I don't know if we'll, you know, see that, something like that. Although, you know, Buffalo – that happened in Buffalo not too – you know, back in the early 90s as well where they came back. Or uh, whoever they're playing, I can't remember that scenario. Oilers, yeah, be. yeah, yeah. So they, we, we've seen it before, but it doesn't it doesn't happen that often, obviously. Jay, I saw on Twitter that someone called the uh, Vikings Giants games the most shocking first round exit that every football fan on earth has seen coming for the past six weeks. Is that fair? That's very fair. My old man's a Vikings fan, and I'm like, are, how are you feeling? He goes, they're going to lose in the first round. You know, they go 13 and four. He goes, what they do. <laughs> they lose in the first round. They always, you know, they always get your expectations high, and then they get shot down. So he he was he was uh, very prepared for that for that first round exit, as I'm sure. Uh, but you know, 95 percent of other Vikings fans, you know, maybe there's some hopeless romantics still out there, but I think majority of them just knew that you know Kirk Cousins was going to you know somehow try to complete a fourth and eight you know ball and only throw about a three yard out route. So that, I think that about sealed the deal for uh, for the Vikings fans. Just well, that, that about sums up the, the Vikings franchise yeah. as a whole. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Jay Moore is with us, Blackshirt Husker NFLer, Hail Varsity Radio, and co-host Big Red Wrap Up. Jay, going to switch gears, talk some Nebraska. Nebraska has had to rebuild their pass rush. Uh, Nelson, Mathis, Tanner gone. Wallen out of the JUCO ranks. Chief Bordas from Florida. A, a high-star guy that needed new scenery. And then also uh, MJ Sherman. Uh, we've kind of researched him a little bit with some of his YouTube time with Georgia. Super motivated kid, uh, 6'2", 250, is working on be a, being a better pass rusher. But, man, the, uh, well, the stars were there, and it was a, a difficulty, as you'd expect, going from high school to the SEC. What's your early take on adding Sherman uh, to get after the quarterback for Nebraska? Yeah, obviously uh, a fairly good get. I, you know, you're always, I, like I said before, I'm always a little skeptical, you know, why is the, why is the guy transferring? But that's hard. I, I understand the, the, you know, trying to go from being a five-star in, in high school and, and trying to compete in the SEC or Big 12 or Big Ten, wherever it is, I, I I know it's it's not an easy an easy scenario. It wasn't it wasn't easy for me by any means. So I know what he's he's gone through. And then you went from a you know a fish in a small pond to a big fish in a small pond to a big fish in an ocean that have way bigger fish because uh, Georgia is loaded and they have talent galore and it's hard. You got to compete. You got to you you know and you you have to. You can't just win on talent alone. Once you get that level, you got to understand 
the schematics of everything. You got to understand. You got to be a student of the game now. You got to understand the the why and and, and the when you're going to do that in 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 real time. And you're playing you're playing the best of the best week in week out in the SEC. And so I I'm happy I'm happy he was able to uh, we're able to snag him. You know we were able you know can can take him and and make a project out of him and and hopefully get some better. Boost his confidence. Sounds like that might be an issue, and you know, get him just to, to play with, within himself and play within our scheme, and and, and help out because we're gonna, we're going to need it. We're we're not. We're, you mentioned some of those guys already that have, that have stepped up and, and it came in in the transfers. So, you know, we're going to need him. So hopefully he's he's got the right attitude and we'll get him under some some great coaching and and get him give him to get more. You know Georgia expected him to go, and obviously it didn't work out there. So um, I have I have high hopes for the guy, but let's uh, let's you know let's just get him here, get him comfortable, and and just get him going the right direction and get that confidence boosted. And I think he'll uh, he'll be okay. Jay Moore with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. A few more minutes with Jay. We'll get some more thoughts on Nebraska and Coach Rule and uh, the NFL slate that awaits. Uh, good stuff. Um, Charlie McBride, uh, just an incredible sit-down with him last segment. And uh, we talked with Dean Blevins on Walter Rouse's decision to go back to Norman. More from Jay Moore next on Hale Varsity. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a car pre-teen Swedish boy. Jay Moore is with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. A few more minutes with Jay. And Jay, you just mentioned that kind of the, the transfer portal additions on the edge, and I want to get your take on the interior defensive line and where it stands right now. Do you have any reservations about what this interior defensive line could be? Because I think you could make a strong argument that that was the weakest position on the defense last season, and there hasn't been any notable upgrades within that room. And you're also losing uh, a guy in Colton Feast, who was a pretty regular starter for you last season. So do you have any reservations about what the interior defensive line could be next year, at least how it stands right now? Yeah, I, I mean, you have Ty Robinson coming back, and you have Nash, Nash uh, Hutchbacher coming back. So... They'll both played a ton of a ton of reps. I think Nash is going to, if they do end up running a three-three-five. I think he fits rather well into that scheme. I'd say Ty fits rather well into that scheme. Uh, either you want to play him at the tackle spot. I think Nash obviously fits more at the nose. So I think those two guys fit well. I just you you are. I mean, we were thin. We were very very thin uh, last year, and it, and it showed at times, especially kind of earlier in the year. Once we kind of were Bill Bush kind of resurrected the defense and changed some things schematically, but. Yeah, I don't. No one, no one, kind of coming in, whether it's the transfer portal or you know recruits. I can't think of anyone that you know said, "Hey, they're going to play day, you know, day one." Just they're going to have to develop. You're going to have to find some guys and and see what's available. You're going now, guys are going to have. I mean, it is it is wide open, you know, and they're gonna they're gonna see who can do what. And if they didn't play well, you know, within the the past with the past staff and the past scheme, this is a great chance for young guys to. Just to start over and and get yourself going. That's kind of a scenario I was in. You know, I was I redshirted my freshman year um, with Solix in 2002. Then obviously in 03 didn't didn't play uh, at all. Uh, was still pretty raw and, and and then all of a sudden you know Bill Callahan comes in with all new staff and then, and then boom I you know I was I was I had a fresh start 
you know there was there was no reservations or there was there was nothing else there and all of a sudden bam i got i was able able to you know get myself up into uh playing with the ones and twos right right you know towards the end of spring ball so i think a lot of guys are gonna be in that scenario especially on the interior that's great that's awesome i i I hope they all you know grasp that opportunity because it's going to be there they're they're gonna they're gonna play the best and uh, it's the coaching is going to be vastly different, I believe, than than what they had what they have gotten with the previous staff. So it's going to be it's going to be you know a, a great situation for not only Ty and Nash and, and the other guys, but the, the, the young guys that you know they brought in the last couple of years that really just haven't gotten uh, I wouldn't say a fair shake, but they just haven't had a chance yet to play because they they were young and uh, they need a little bit of time to develop. Now now it's time to grasp that opportunity because it's, it's definitely going to be there for those guys. Jay Moore with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Jay, a thought on, on Matt Rule so far with how he closed on recruiting, what they've done in the portal, and just how he's, well, he's hit the right notes uh, publicly and, and professionally, at least always on the road, dogged recruiter, uh, and also uh, been seen in public. And he's clearly said the right things in public. Just the energy is is vastly different. They are so appreciative for this opportunity that they that they've been given. And I I think he truly does. I don't you know, he obviously he can he can speak to to uh, to whomever or to whatever it may, you know, it may need to be and but he does, you know, they are they he truly does understand this opportunity that's been given to him and his staff and the resources that are there and just the history of this program, and I think he truly does feel obligated to get this thing back to where it was. And what he referenced, you know, in in you know his playing days, you know, with Penn State and understanding just what Nebraska was and what it, you know and how how we've gotten to where it is now and how to get it back. And I truly believe he he understands that, and he has the energy to do it. And that's it's, it's we haven't seen that in a while, just from the recruiting. And just the interaction with the fans and, and social media, completely opposite of, of Scott and, and the previous staff. It almost it almost seemed like some of the stuff they had to do was an annoyance to them. Where Matt is in the staff, they seem extremely happy to do it. Now that obviously can't change, as uh, it's, it's it's we're still in the honeymoon period right now, obviously. And you know they they win a, they lose a few games next year. It could change uh, rather quickly. But I, I think it, they they truly are happy and they want to succeed, obviously. And and they they under they they've been given the keys to a, a a sweet car, man. And they are going to get it going. They want to get there rather quickly. So the energy and everything, and just the way he's able to communicate with the fan base, current current players, future players, recruits, former players. Uh, I I think he he's he's hit every he's dotted every I and and crossed every T right now, uh, it, to my understanding and, and, and to my and to my knowledge, which I think, uh, you know, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. But I, I'm, I'm extremely happy with the way Matt Rule and, and the staff has operated so far in the, in the first couple of months being in Lincoln. Jay Moore is with us here. And, Jay, last thought. Let's flip it to Monday Night Football tonight. The Cowboys going on the road, taking on the Buccaneers. And for what it's worth, the last time the Cowboys won a road playoff game was 1993 when Tom Brady was 15 years old. So they got some history they have to erase tonight if they want to get it done. Who are you taking tonight? You taking Buccaneers? You taking Cowboys? 
oh my gosh, this is hard. This is a tough one. It's hard to not take Tom Brady in the playoffs. And the reason being, I, I just saw how Dallas played the last game against against Washington, and I know slightly different situation. Cowboys had clinched. I don't think they could have. If they would have won, they wouldn't have bettered their seed. So I don't know how much effort, game plan, all that stuff was going forward. Let's let's get some reps. Let's not get anyone hurt. Man, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take <laughs> I'm taking the Bucks at home. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick against them with Tom Brady. Uh, he knows he knows how to operate in these situations. Dak Prescott does not, and this 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 seems very similar to to a Minnesota Viking situation. Performed very very good in the year, but boom, getting the first round of the playoffs, and if they can't seal the deal, so give me give me the man that has. Uh, what six Super Bowls, or maybe <laughs> maybe has more than that? But uh, give me give me Tom Brady at home against against the against a Cowboy team who did not uh, finish the year very strong. Tom Brady, thirty five career playoff wins. Dallas, thirty five total playoff wins in their history. Wow. <laughs> So, Jay Moore is shading towards the GOAT. I love it. Jay, we'll get caught up again soon. Thanks for talking a few minutes. Yep, thanks, fellas. Good to hear from Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, or co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. So, Elijah, you have the college football home. That's the Twitter handle. Uh, they are asking for the greatest head coach, assistant coach duos. And the first four pictured, you've got Stoops and Spurrier. Uh, you have... Uh, Virginia Tech, Beamer, and their defensive coordinator is his mind and his name is escaping me. That's awful. I should know that. Uh, of course, you had Mickey and 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 uh, old uh, good old Bobby Bowden, Solich, and T.O. As you scroll down, you have Saban and Kirby on the sidelines at Bama, but not far below is T.O. and Uncle Charlie. Coach McBride's pretty good. This is the kicker, Luther and and Hayden from the TV show Coach, (laughs) which was all right. We'll wind out on Monday at Tale of Our City, and we're presented by Currency.